You're tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika right here on Dash Radio. Hey now, hey now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, you've done it. You've done the right thing. You've done the right time. You have chosen. Yes, I said it. You have chosen to tune in to this new show called Rocket with Dr. Tamika. And yes, you heard it. I am Dr. Tamika. This is an opportunity for us to sit together and just really vibe with one another as it relates to healthcare. Now, when you think of doctor, you may be thinking any kind of doctor, physician, you may be thinking a PhD, but let me break this down. I am a medical doctor. Yes, medical doctor. We're going to rock healthcare today. And when I say that, I want you just to relax and think about it. I'm not some stuffy, uptight physician who really doesn't get it. I'm relatable. In fact, I'm straight out of Linwood, which is straight out of LA County. So what you saying? What am I saying here? I can relate because I'm from the inner city like many people tuning in. This show, Rocket with Dr. Tamika, is going to be exciting. It's going to be an opportunity for us to get to know one another. And you may even be wondering, why should you even listen to me? Let's pause for a second. I'll give you the basics. Yes, I am a board-certified family medicine physician. Yes, I have a certification in bioidentical hormones. Yes, I'm certified in weight medicine. Yes, I have it. And in fact, I'm certified in something called functional medicine. Functional. I know. Medicine, we do things and we make it sound weird. Functional medicine is getting to the root cause. Why are you gaining weight? Why do you have your hair falling out? Why is it that your blood pressure is all over the place? Why in the fact do you and everybody in your family have diabetes? What is this? We need to get to the root cause. And believe it, ladies and gentlemen, my rock stars who are listening, Truly, there is a root cause behind it, and that's why we're going to rock healthcare. So this is Rocket with Dr. Tamika. Let's tell you my story. Here I am. I've been training, looking in different things. I went to undergraduate at USC, University of Southern California, not University of Spoiled Children because I didn't have any money. With that being said, University of Southern California, that's where I went for undergraduate. I went for medical school. And then I turned around and said, you know what? I like UCLA. I'm from L.A. My residency was associated with UCLA, Pomona Valley Hospital. Now, what does that really mean? I got a little education behind me. And to top it off, I even went to school after residency. I went and got a master's in business administration. So, yes, I have an MBA. I just like school. But besides that, I like to have fun. With us listening in and really getting to know one another, it's time that we really understand my life story. As a child, I had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So you hear about arthritis in people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years of age. I had it at the age of two. I was in and out of hospitals constantly to the point where the candy stripers and I, or the candy stripers are the volunteer people in the hospital, would come and hang out with me in color. And in and out of the hospital, having IVs, having my blood drawn, just frustrated, but realizing that, you know what, when I get older, I really want to help people. And as a woman of color, an African-American woman who's a physician, realizing back then there wasn't really pe many people who look like me, sound like me, could relate to me, and who could dance like me, right? So when I think about that, I look back and I said, you know what, I want to be a doctor. So I did everything I could to go right into school. So I finished high school, went to college, got into medical school, and just went straight through. When I do something, I go all in. And many of you are the same way. You're doing your best to do what you need to do, go all in. And that's why I want you to know that that's why we have to rock our health care. We have to rock our bodies, rock our minds, and get things going in the way it needs to go. 
as I think about this and I think about my family, my family has uh, obesity, we have high blood pressure, diabetes, we've had cancer, we've had issues with autoimmune diseases, you name it. It plagued my family, not even my family, but the, my friends' families as well. And here we are. I went to a school. When I was in high school, there were, hmm, let me think about that. Let me back it up. When I was in elementary, there were only eight African-American kids at the school. So being the only one, I can relate. Well, you really have to show up and show out and really show that you belong. I've experienced that. I don't know about you. Have you ever had to feel like you needed to show up and show out and represent? And I'm not saying you need to represent the culture as a whole, but let's be honest with one another. People do look at people of color a little bit differently. And as I move on and think about it, elementary, being the only one, didn't bother me. Going to high school, there was more of us, was more diverse, didn't bother me. Going to college and being the only one of color in the classroom didn't bother me because I knew I belonged and I knew that I was out to make a difference in the world. And so therefore, I said, you know what? Healthcare has my name on it. I'm going to be MD, medical doctor, and they're going to call me. And I couldn't wait. I'd put my finger on, squeeze my nose and go, Dr. Henry, Dr. Henry. I like that. That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear my name talked about or said in the hospital. But lo and behold, when I got to residency, they gave you a pager. There was no longer Dr. Henry. And I think about that. Residency was in itself a lot of fun, a lot of challenges, but... As I thought about it, the people who were coming in and out of the hospital, uh, whether they were of a Spanish origin or whether they were Indian descent or of African-American descent, no one was really talking to them in a way that they understood. In fact, if I think about it, it was just more so, you know, in and out, in and out. It was almost like a train, like next station, next person. And I found myself gravitating to those who really didn't understand what was going on with their bodies. So what did I do? I took my time. And really explain to them, okay, this is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. These are the questions you should be asking. And in healthcare, I think we need to do more of that today. Here we are in 2020, and many of us are still walking around trying to figure out what's going on with our bodies. We go into the doctor with one question and leave the doctor with the same questions. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a problem. In fact, to bring things even more current for you, my father, as recently as three weeks ago, had a stroke. Now, here I am, a board-certified physician who practices functional medicine, which is getting to the root cause. I've been trained in all these different areas, and my own father had a stroke. Let me give you the story. Here I am at my nephew's basketball game. My nephew is a senior at St. Francis High School in La Cunada, and I get this phone call, very calm. Hey, from my mom, hey, Tamika, what are you doing? Mom, I'm at a basketball game. What's up? And very calmly, my mom says to me, I believe your dad is having a stroke. Um, mom, why are you calling me? Call 911, right? I hear my dad yell in the background, I'm good. Leave me alone. I'm good. I jump up. I look around. I turn to my husband and I say, hey, I'm out of here. I, didn't even, I have two kids, two beautiful boys, 10 and 12, Miles and Dawson. I didn't even think about them. They're with their dad. I jumped up and I was out of there. It took me about 40 minutes to get from La Cunada all the way down to the end of the 110 freeway, which is San Pedro. I go in the house. I talk to my parents. I'm like, hey, what's up? My dad talks to me. I'm fine, but I can see that he's word searching. When you're having a stroke and you have a loved one you know is having a stroke and it's your father and you're saying, hey, that hits you deeply. So here I am. I'm thinking, who else is experiencing? Who has experienced something like this? So then I say, hey, dad. 
I know you feel good, you're walking, you're talking, but I need you to get in the car. My dad clearly responds with, how about this? Let's go in the morning. And if you know anything about a stroke, what's interesting to find out is you have four hours in which they can do something as far as administer some medication to help break up the stroke. My dad looked good, but I can tell that he was having a hard time trying to speak with certain words. I get my dad in my car. I take my mom. We go to the hospital. I walk into the ER. Now, I am a physician, so I know what to say to get them through the door. And I think a lot of times, many of you who are listening have things going on in your families and in your lives related to healthcare, and you don't know the words and what to say. I, my heart goes really heavy for that. I get really sad because it's unfortunate that many of you don't know the words to say because my words were very clear when I walked into the emergency room. This is what's going on with my dad. This happened approximately this many minutes ago. I need him to be seen now. Within less than five minutes, my dad was in the back. He had a CT scan, and then he had this Televideo, well, I guess it was a video type, uh, yeah, it was a video monitor uh, appointment with the neurologist. She was on the screen, he was in the bed, and he was like, what is this? What you don't know about my dad is my dad can't stand hospitals. So here I am, many of you can relate to trying to advocate for your family and your loved one, whether that's your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your children, they just don't want to be there. My dad looks at me and looks at her, he's like, what is this? So he attempts to explain what happens. In the meantime, the nurse comes in and she wants to get blood. Another thing you need to know about my father is he can't stand needles. So mind you, I have to convince my father to get his blood drawn. Uh, Listen here. Let me be very clear. This is what my dad says to me. She's not taking my blood. I saw my primary care doctor this morning. I had a physical exam and he drew my blood this morning. Check that blood work. Okay, Dad. I'm sitting there. And many of you, you know, when you're helping your family, your loved ones, your mom, your dad, everything is going on. You want to make sure they're okay. You want to make sure you have the right questions. And then my dad is not cooperating. I literally had to raise my voice. I've never raised my voice in my father. Dad, we need the blood work. Now, the lady, the nurse does an amazing job. She gets his blood. Perfect. First draw. Next thing you know, the needle falls out. What does my dad say? What she's about to do? I said, dad, she has to take your blood again. What are you talking about? I said, dad, hang in there. She tries and fails. Many times people in healthcare don't get it right the first or the second time. She misses. My dad screams in front of her. You don't know what you're doing. As a person in healthcare, you're trying to do your best to help your family. Finally, I get my dad through. We get him through and get him into the room. Within 24 hours, he's stabilized. He's sent back home. There's not enough people advocating for us in healthcare. What I mean by us is that those of us who really don't understand what's going on. We don't understand what's going on with the blood pressure. We don't understand what's going on with uh, diabetes. We don't understand why we're not sleeping, why we have no sex drive, why our hair is falling out. Oh, my gosh, hair. When I tell you about hair... People always are in my office about what's going on with their hair. But as I think about what my role is here in healthcare, I really, really want to make certain that I reach down and help as many people as possible. And with this show, Rocket with Dr. Tamika, I can help you understand what we're trying to, what you're dealing with as it relates to your bodies. Personally, you may be asking, well, you had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis as a child. With juvenile rheumatoid arthritis now, how is your body impacted? 
I'm more aware. I know that if I eat different foods, my knee will bother me. For instance, those of you who are big time sugar eaters, sugar is inflammatory and it can present in a way that uh, you may get uh, night sweats, hot flashes, you may get more achy, you may get brain fog. For me, I get a little bit of discomfort in my knee. So I know that I have to pay attention to the foods I'm eating. There's so many things going on, whether you are of a Polynesian descent, African-American descent, uh, an Asian descent, um, Caucasian, whatever the case may be, all of us are dealing with something as it relates to health. For me, my journey in life has been so unique and so much fun, but yet so challenging at times that I have the most fun when I'm sitting and impacting as many people as possible. Yes, I can meet people one-on-one, but when it comes to getting in a group and really having a good time and making people laugh and see what they can do with healthcare, that's, that's my jam. Like you say something, that's me right then, full-heartedly. If you see me uh, at the market, see me at the gym, see me boxing, it's all about what can I do to have fun and at the same time take care of myself and those around me. Thank you for listening to Rocket with Dr. Tamika here on Dash Radio. I know this is a lot of fun and you're getting to learn a little bit about me, but let me tell you this. This is going to be interactive. I mean, you talk to me, I talk to you, and the way we do this is sending out questions. And if you want to hit me with a question, check me out on I am Dr. Tamika. That's my IG. Again, that's I am Dr. Tamika. Now, let me be for real. There are so many different ways to spell Tamika. So let me spell that for you. T-A-M as in Mary, I-K-A. Again, that's Instagram. I am Dr. Tamika. And look forward to the next section where we're going to be talking about different questions that were presented. And I'm going to answer them honestly because we give insider tips on healthcare and more here on Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio. You're tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika right here on Dash Radio. Welcome back to Dash Radio. This is Dr. Tamika Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio. Thank you for being here. I have got to tell you a story. The crazy thing about this whole Rocket with Dr. Tamika, when I was 18, I always wanted to be on the radio. So what I did was, actually, I wasn't even 18. I was probably 14 or 15. And they were looking for DJs for K-Day. 1580 K-Day. And so what I did, and I was on FM, there was a more of a hip-hop station. So somehow I figured out how to apply for the job. And they called and interviewed me. And I did so well that, uh, and I think it was 1580 K-Day, uh, they called and interviewed me. And then finally the lady says, how old are you? And I was like, 14. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I know you want to do this, but you have to be at least 18. So I didn't even get the job, but that's all right. Dash Radio, you got me now here on Rocket with Dr. Tamika, and I'm definitely of age to do this, and I have what it takes to bring the knowledge. So did you know that 80% of people put their health last? I mean, think about that. 80% of those of you listening in don't even think about your health. It should not even surprise you, or maybe it does. Nevertheless, people are so busy taking care of everyone else, their mom, their dad, their cat, their dog, their fish, They're doing everything but taking care of themselves. But remember, you have to put the oxygen on yourself first, as this uh, airline stewardess says, right? So that brings me to my point here. When we're really thinking about 
healthcare, one of the top things that comes into my office, believe it or not, whether you're dealing with diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety, depression, your hair coming out, problems with uh, digestion, many people come in complaining out feeling tired. I mean, exhausted if they go to bed at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, don't get any sleep at all, they're exhausted. Can you relate to that? I mean, even to the point that some people, you get this, what I call the the mid-afternoon uh, sleepies, two, three, four o'clock in the evening, afternoon, you're like, I got it, I got I'm tired, I got to grab for something. You grab for some chips, some M&Ms, a Coke, a cup of coffee. You do whatever you can to stay awake because you know you can't take that mid-afternoon nap. And I'm telling you, this is something that seems to be consistently present with the people who I meet. Can you relate to that? How many of you need a nap and wish you can take a nap like every day around two or three o'clock in the afternoon? And when you think about it, when you don't get enough sleep, you get cranky, everything bothers you, you uh, may have problems at work where the people are like, when you walk in the room, they walk out. You may be having issues in the bedroom. You may be having issues in the bathroom. Nevertheless, it's a problem. And I want to discuss today so you understand the two types of fatigue that exist. I want to tell you, like, what's the root cause behind it? And then let's give you some solutions because... I can talk all day, but if you don't have an action plan where you can get some change, get something doing better in your life, then it makes no use for you, right? So let's talk about this. There are two types of fatigue. So when I say fatigue, when you tell me you're tired, immediately I'm going to ask you this question. Are you physically tired or are you mentally tired? What do I mean by that? Mentally tired. Those of you who are dealing with numbers, constantly on the computer, or constantly having to use your brain to really figure out different processes at work or things in your home, you're like, I can't take anything else. I put, can't put anything else in my brain. I'm just mentally exhausted. That's one type of fatigue. The, seven type, the second type of fatigue is called physical fatigue. Physical fatigue, where you are just physically, your body, you just feel like exhausted, like you just can't move around anymore. Physically fatigue. The reason why I bring this up, if you're dealing with mental fatigue, that deals with inflammation in the brain. If you're dealing with physical fatigue, believe it or not, that means you don't have enough food on board. Now, I know some of you are, we're in California and, you know, we do intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is very good. And we do raw and we're um, non-GMO. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those who don't eat anything. And when you finally eat, it's all the wrong things. You're loaded up on processed foods, chips, uh, uh, cookies candy bars, whatever the case may be, you're loading up on the wrong food. So then you get a high and then a low. Or you may have uh, a big breakfast and don't eat anything else until 10 o'clock at night because you're just too busy. I mean, we live in a hustle and bustle society. I mean, L.A. is popping nonstop. People are moving and shaking. We're so busy. We're grabbing stuff in the car. We don't even sit down and talk to have a meal. We have a phone up. We have a computer up. We're doing so many different things, not even enough to let us to just relax and enjoy the meal that we're eating, whether it's um, something we've prepared, something we've picked up. We're just go, go, go. So the body's not able to digest all the nutrients from the foods that we're eating. So what happens? We are just physically exhausted. So let's talk about the different types. Uh, what's the root cause? Like meaning, what's the reason behind being so fatigued. Just think about it. As I bring this up, I just want you to just take a deep breath, blow out, and just think, am I physically tired or am I mentally tired? And on today, we're going to talk about the physical tired and how the different things that can be related to it. 
And as I talk about this, some words are going to be kind of big. Some are going to be kind of small. Nevertheless, I'm going to break it down so that you understand. Because what's important for me is that you get it and then you do something about it. Remember, progress is just taking one step forward. That's all it is. So your first step is that you tuned into Dash Radio with Rocky with Dr. Tamika. So give yourself a hand clap and say holla. Now, let's talk about number one, adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue is one of the root causes of low energy or just feeling tired. Now, adrenal fatigue, deals. there's a big word that deals with HPA, which is hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction. Okay, that's the medical side. Let's break it down. Your adrenals, there's an organ above your kidneys, they're tired. Now, in order to understand adrenal fatigue, you must understand the hormone cortisol. Cortisol, believe it or not, is a stress hormone. I know, I'm talking about hormones. I'm not talking about your sex drives just yet. This is another kind of hormone, all right? Cortisol is a stress hormone, and that can actually, when it's working right, can save your life. Now, if we're going to talk about stress, we got to talk about normal stress versus abnormal stress, which can lead to adrenal fatigue. Now, check this out. I know many of you may not be into animation, but I know most of you have seen The Lion King. So I'm going to explain to you what the normal stress response is. Now, when I think about The Lion King, I think about Simba, ooh, Mufasa, and I think about Nala. So we're going to talk about the scenario. Now, I want you to think back to The Lion King. Sorry, Disney, but we're going to give you a shout out. Uh, We're going to think back to The Lion King. Now, remember, when Simba was little, him and Nala went out to the elephant graveyard, and they weren't supposed to be there. They was out there looking, ooh, look over there, look at the bones, ooh, look over there. And all of a sudden, the hyenas came out of nowhere. Whoopi came out. Remember Whoopi Goldberg? She was one of the hyenas. I know you remember, right? And they were like, oh, my goodness. Immediately, Simba and Nala, they get to running. And when they get to running, their heart gets to pumping. And when the heart gets to pumping, the blood gets to flowing away from the main organs, moving away from the reproductive organs, but they're moving to the legs and the arms, basically trying to get these animals to move as fast as they can, really trying to make them move. And when their heart rate's up, the blood pressure's up, and it's just moving. And immediately Mufasa finds out, and what happens? Mufasa jumps on the scene. And they look at me like, whew, thank goodness for Mufasa. Dad, he didn't even deal with Simba right then, but immediately the normal stress response, what happens is the heart rate starts to slow down, the blood pressure starts to return to normal, The blood flow is no longer going towards the the arms and legs, but going back towards the heart and the reproductive organs. Everything is calming down. That is, ladies and gentlemen, a normal stress response. What I want you to understand, though, is let's talk about the abnormal stress response. And if I give you the example, let's stick with the hyenas. The hyenas that were chasing after Simba and Nala are the same hyenas that are chasing us in our mind constantly. What do I mean by hyenas? You're concerned about money. You're concerned about mental, uh, marital problems. You're concerned about your kids. You're concerned about work. You're worried about, am I going to get married? Should I stay married? These are the hyenas that's causing our heart rate to race and have us up at night, and this keeps going and going and going. What you need to understand is the body does not know the difference between an imagined stress or a real stress. Let me give you an example. Any of you ever had a nightmare? Think about it. Boom, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you wake up and you're like, (gasps) heart rate's racing. You're sweaty. You're looking around to only find yourself sitting in your bed. But in your mind, you had been under attack. Somebody was after you. You didn't know what to do. The body didn't know that you were in your bed. 
The body didn't know that you were not being attacked. It was just what was going on. That imagined response mentally is something that the body cannot tell the difference between. So that abnormal flushing, the heart rate's going up, the blood pressure's going up, you are not able to digest food, everything's going crazy. The body does not know the difference between an imagine the hyenas that are going on in our head or the hyenas that are actually right next to us. And like I said, all kinds of th taking care of a loved one, needing a new car, worried about student loans, looking for a job, all these are different types of hyenas that have you panting, going on, racing, not sleeping. This abnormal stress response causes a problem, which eventually can lead to you waking up constantly, two, three, four. Finally, when you fall back asleep, it's time for you to get up because the alarm just has gone off in your room. You're feeling um, anxious. You're cranky. You're developing a bulge around the midsection. You're like, I'm working out. I'm doing all I can, but I keep gaining weight. You have this poor immune response. What do I mean by a poor immune response? Constantly getting sick. I know. It's not any of you listening in. But you ever have that, that, that colleague at work that every time you look up, they're sick? Like, wasn't, didn't he just miss work? Didn't she? Wasn't she gone forever? She's sick again? And then you, when she walk in, you walk out? That's the immune response that's being, it's suppressed, it's not responding. It's a poor immune response. So the idea behind adrenal fatigue is the body is just not responding in a way that it should be. The question is, okay, yes, I have stress. Yes, I have to take care of my loved one. Yes, I'm having financial issues. And yes, I may be under a lot of pressure, but what do I do about it? Listen to me and hear me clearly. There is something you can do right now to start to help this adrenal fatigue. And it may not even be you, but maybe it's someone you know. Maybe it's a close friend. Maybe it's um, a loved one. Maybe it's someone you just you met recently, like, oh, you know what? I think they have adrenal fatigue. One of the first things I'll point out is one of the ways you can fix adrenal fatigue, number one, is you can avoid caffeine. I know many of you love coffee. Oh, coffee. Oh, my coffee is, it's organic. And I get it flown in, especially from Ethiopia, wherever the case may be. <laughs> coffee can be a stressor on the body. And I'm not putting down coffee, but if you're under a lot of uh, oh, in a situation where your body's dealing with adrenal fatigue, then I always tell people, I meet you where you are. Ideally, I'd want you to stop. If you do stop, you have to be prepared for um, what I call the rebound headaches. But you can wean yourself off. If you're doing a 16-ounce mug, go to 10, then go to 8, then go to 4. Wean yourself off because when you have the coffee on board, the caffeine is basically stimulating the adrenals to work that much harder, and you're trying to do the opposite. Um, another way that naturally can help uh, you with adrenal fatigue is, believe it or not, there's been several studies done with prayer and meditation and how they've helped people, especially they've done studies with cancer patients and how that's helped people with healing as they deal with um, the different treatments. Prayer, meditation has helping as a way the body can help heal itself. Remember, the body is divinely designed and it wants to heal itself. Another thing that's very useful can be uh, journaling, listening to calming music, yoga, I have to say, you know, we're in California. We have every kind of yoga studio. I mean, you can get a, you can throw a rock and hit probably three yoga studios. And I'm pro yoga. I do yoga myself, but I do yoga sculpt. But with that being saying, yoga is definitely, you want to do restorative yoga. Another thing that's really popular that I tell people, you may need to remove yourself from a stressful situation or a stressful environment. Now, if you have any issues in your marriage, I'm not saying divorce your wife, divorce your husband. 
I'm just saying maybe you need some therapy. Maybe you need some counseling one-on-one or individually because that stress is wreaking havoc on your health. And I'm not trying to have your spouse kill you figuratively, okay? (laughs) I don't want that to happen. Did I say figuratively? Hear me. I'm not trying to have that happen. I want you both to live uh, as prosperous and be as... um, And live the life you desire and you deserve. But stressful environments, I mean, other things, if you think about, I mean, the book, The Five Languages of Love, some of us just don't communicate well. I mean, some of us just shut down. Some of us just get really upset. Some of us just don't speak. And when you think about the five languages of love, it deals with, uh, is your love language physical touch? Is it words of affirmation? Is it acts of service? Is it gifts? What is your love language? Because communication can really, really help you with this stressful things. You mean you can't be stressed at work and then come home to a stressful home life. That's not helping you at all. And one of the things I will point out also is water. You know, when you go to baseball games, you go to uh, basketball games, water, get your water. Water would be like $20, but (laughs) get your water, get your water. (laughs) When you're drinking water, that helps flush the system as you flush the symptoms. Sorry, as you flush the system that helps get rid of toxins and help you to relax. So just think about these different things you can do right now as it relates to adrenal fatigue. Now, granted, these are things that you can do, but in, in my office, we do add some other specialty tests on board, but that's just something for a later time that we can discuss. But there's something called saliva tests that will look at your cortisol level that will really actually tell you how stressed your body is because they'll check at different points throughout the day looking at your saliva you spit inside of a, a, vial, a vial that's about two cc's of saliva you put in there, and then we test it and see how you do. With that being said, that's a specialty test. But these small little things, such as um, decreasing the caffeine, increasing your water, uh, meditating, journaling, uh, doing yoga, uh, learning on your communication style, learning on your love language, these are small little things, believe it or not, that you can do right now. As we move on to the second cause of being tired, I want you to think about blood sugar instability, meaning blood sugar. When you eat food, the food has uh, energy in it. It has sugar in it. And what happens is you want to make sure that's stable. But many of us, as we've said earlier, we skip meals. We get busy. Breakfast is a meal that I'm never, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a physician and I will be honest with all of you listening in. I've never liked breakfast. I don't know what it is. I'd rather eat a hamburger. But it's just not my favorite meal. However, I find things that work for me in the morning. I do smoothies. I do, uh, uh, in a mason jar, I'll do chia seeds with oat milks. And then I'll add some oats to that. Breakfast is a very key meal. Not saying that everybody needs to eat it, but it's something that gets you going. If you're doing intermittent fasting, that's great because you're being consistent. But when you have blood sugar instability, you have highs and lows. Meaning, all of a sudden, you can get, when you, let me ask you this. When you eat, I love this question. When you eat, I want you to, there's only three responses. Do you, how do you feel afterwards? Do you have more energy? Do you feel tired? Or do you feel no different? Think about that. Do you have more energy after you eat? Do you feel tired after you eat? Or you feel nothing? As you think about that, the response that I as a physician would like for you to have, you should feel no different. Those of you who are eating and you get more energy afterwards, that means you definitely are having um, not enough uh, food on board. And those of you who crash afterwards, you like that carb drop when, you know, after you eat fooditis, you just want to go to sleep. There are some things going on there that we need to figure out how your body's processing the food or breaking it down. 
So when you think about um, how do you eliminate these blood sugar swings, I want you to think about small frequent meals, avoid sugary beverages, and I don't care if it's I'm going to get on this organic raw cane sugar. Sugar is sugar is sugar. Be aware of it because it can cause a crash later on. As you get it, you feel really good, and then you just bottom out, meaning that you just want to uh, lie down and go to sleep. Um, no naked carb. What do I mean by no naked carb? That means do not eat a carbohydrate by itself. So if you're going to eat an apple, then mix it with a nut butter. So like um, almond butter or sunflower seed butter. These are things that help your body not have a crash. If you're going to eat a sweet potato, eat it with some meat because you just don't want to get a, a jump in the blood sugar with, from the sweet potato. You want to have something to balance it out. Um, berries plus a handful of nuts, almonds, uh, walnuts, something of that, cashews. These are all good things that can help you not have a blood sugar uh, drop. Basically, I want you to have a blood sugar stability. If you can recognize some of the things you're doing right now that can really help you, you will start to feel good. I tell people every day, they say, what do you do? I say, I help women and men burn. Uh, what do I, I tell them this exactly. This is what I laugh about. I help men and women increase energy, burn fat, and get their sexy back. So if that's what you're trying to do, as you're working on adrenal fatigue, not being tired, or if you're trying to get on blood sugar stability, you have to do things that's going to help you look good, feel good, remain good. Okay? Now, my last and final one, and we're going to have some fun with this one. Let, hear me out. Because hormone imbalance. Now, let's break this hormone imbalance down. Hormone imbalance, top three hormones we're going to talk about today, testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. Now, many of you think of hormones all kinds of ways. I'm going to talk to you the Dr. Tamika way, all right? So a lack of estrogen and low progesterone can lead to problems with sleeping. So those of you who aren't sleeping at night, this causes insomnia. It's a problem. So it may not just be something going along with you. It may be something going on with your hormones. I mean, low estrogen, women and men, if you're having hot flashes and night sweats, it may be because of a low estrogen. If you're not able to sleep, it could, be, it could be related to the fact that progesterone, now this progesterone, I'm telling you, I have women who will call me from Europe. They're like, okay, did you send my prescription? Progesterone really, really helps you to relax. You take progesterone at night. I had this one client, oh my gosh, I have to tell you this. I was working with her, let's just call her Lisa, because I can't give you her name, but let's just call her Lisa. Lisa was, I was doing everything for Lisa. I worked on her hormones. We worked on her weight. And she just kept saying, I'm just so tired during the day. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So finally I said, Lisa, when are you taking the progesterone? She said, I take it in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're on progesterone, it's supposed to be at night. Lisa was taking the medication during the daytime. She was sleepy during the day and up at night. Progesterone is something that has a calming effect. It's sedating. So progesterone should be taken at night. So when you're dealing with those two, testosterone, I mean, estrogen and progesterone, those help with you having better sleep. Now, testosterone, mm. testosterone, 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 believe it or not, helps you with energy. But testosterone also helps you with your orgasm and also helps you have a better sex drive. So but for today's purposes, we're going to deal with the fact that it deals with increasing your energy. So if your testosterone is low and I know many of you men listening is like my testosterone is good. OK. <laughs> trust me trust me I bet you if I helped you with your testosterone I'd be your best friend and then your wife would be my client too so let's keep it popping now it's important ladies and gentlemen get your levels checked get your testosterone checked get your estrogen checked get your progesterone level checked 
I mean, you definitely also want to consider doing these things because blood sugar swings can make you have a hormonal imbalance, which may lead to night sweats, hot flashes. Now, the question is, how do we fix this hormone thing right now? What is something we can do right now to help you out? I've said already, get your levels checked. And I'm going to repeat, testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. I'm going to say those three right now because they're simple. If you want to think of how to remember it, I'm all about mnemonics. That's how I got through medical school. PET, P-E-T, PET, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. If you go to your doctor and say, I need a PET, just make sure you explain it. Progesterone, (laughs) estrogen, and testosterone. The other thing you want to avoid blood sugar swings, which can make um, your hormones come out of whack, that can also lead to hot flashes, making sure you're eating um, meals consistently, making sure you're eating the right type of food, make sure you don't eat a naked carb, meaning always having a carbohydrate with something like a good fat. Also, natural herbs, uh, magnesium, believe it or not, herbs called like black cohosh. Another one that's natural is called chaste tree extract. Yes, I'm a physician, and yes, I do believe in supplements when they're necessary, but I also think at times I personally have had PTSD, which is post-traumatic supplement disorder. All you people that are out there buying supplements from Costco, Walgreens, Walmart, uh, Trader Joe's, online, be aware, be aware. Supplements are good, but making sure they are a high-quality supplement. So as you think about things you can do right now to help your body, Um, As it relates to adrenal fatigue, we've talked about decreasing the amount of caffeine coming on board. We talked about better sleep. We talked about communication as we think about blood sugar. And I'm repeating myself because sometimes you have to hear something more than once to actually get it. And you may even say, gosh, if she say that again, I may just like I may just have to do something different. Good, because that means it's in your system. That way, when you go to the doctor and you have something to say, you're like, you know what? I want these levels checked. And I'm concerned about my tired level because I can't, no matter what I do, I'm also, I feel so exhausted. So if I'm putting this in your head and it's getting what I call deep down in your spirit, then I know you'll do something about it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Get it deep, deep down where it resonates with you. So you will do something about it and do it like right away and stop putting yourself last. With me saying this, I am really excited about this opportunity to help you understand what is going on with your bodies. Ladies, you know, you're tired. You wake up tired, you go to bed tired. Men, you know you're not rebounding. When you go to the gym, you're on the treadmill, you're doing the weights, you're doing whatever, and you're still tired afterwards. Your turnaround time is not as fast as it used to be. You're looking at your kids, you just you look at them and you say, just go play Minecraft or just go do Fortnite because you're just too tired. And you want to be an active parent. You want to be an active auntie. You want to be an active involved grandparent. And when you're exhausted, it's hard to be fully present. You may be physically present, but not mentally present. And life is so precious, ladies and gentlemen. You never know. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. But So let's live the best today right now. And if that means you need to cut back on some other things and pick up a few other things that's going to help you, then do that. It's important. It's important. It's important. And I tell you that with the depths of my heart. Take charge of your health. You do not have to be tired. Now, let me tell you this. We live in a right now society. We want example. We want, we want resolution. We want it to be fixed right now. If you've been tired for six years, it's not going to get better with doing these, free, these few little things overnight. It's going to take some time. Yes, it's hard. It's not, you know, I tell people it's hard, but it's easy because it's a lifestyle change. It's a matter of just taking small little steps to start feeling better. 
I'm excited because I know you're listening in. I know you're thinking about it. You thought about changing the station. Like, now let me listen in a little bit more. Why? Because you have me, Dr. Tamika, here on Dash Radio telling you it is time for you to rock your health, rock your body. Soon we're going to rock your body from the inside out. So when I tell you this, it is exciting. Don't have those hyenas chasing you anymore. Call Mufasa, and you may just be Mufasa, okay? Call it. Do something. Do something right now. We're going to take a short break right now, and we're going to come back to you live on Dash Radio. Again, this is Dr. Tamika with Rocket. girl, Dr. Tamika. Got a health question that you want me to answer? It's Q&A with Dr. Tamika. Q&A on Rocket with Dr. Tamika. Discover inside tips on how you can rock your health with Dr. Tamika right here on Dash Radio. Hey now, hey now. Welcome back to Dash Radio, Rocket with Dr. Tamika. And this is the part, listen up, listen up. This is where I get really excited because we get to talk. As opposed to me just talking to you, we talk back and forth to each other. This is what it's about because I tell people every day in my office, I am not your guru. I'm not going to fix you. You are not broken, but it's a matter of us working together. And when you ask me questions, we get to work together because I get to respond where you get an answer that I believe you will benefit from. With that being said, do not forget to hit me. If you have questions and you want them answered here on Dash Radio, Rocky with Dr. Tamika, let me encourage you and encourage you and just tell you. Go to my Instagram, hit me up at I am Dr. Tamika. Again, that's I told you Tamika is spelled all kinds of ways, but I spell it, or let's say my mama spelled it, T-A-M as in Mary, I-K-A, Dr. Tamika. I am Dr. Tamika. Now, with us thinking about this, and as I look at these questions, what I'm going to do is put my professional voice on, and I'm going to read what some of you wrote, and I'm going to answer the question. With that being said, let's start off with the one that I think uh, most of you will enjoy hearing about. Uh, Of the current dietary trends, keto, intermittent fasting, gluten-free, which is the most effective? Hmm, let me think about this. I thank you for sending that question in first and foremost because it's something that people always ask about. They want to know what should they be doing. The first thing I'm going to respond is with this. You need to do whatever you're able to be consistent with, whichever one. So let's talk about this. Um, Intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, we've talked about um, some throughout this show today. And what I want you to understand is it's when you decide you're not going to eat something from a certain period of time. For me personally, when I do intermittent fasting, I go from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The reason why I do that is because I know in the morning I have to get my two boys off, Miles and Dawson. If you're wondering, they're 10 and 12. Um, I have to get them off to school with my husband. Shout out to you, Carl. Um, And I don't have to worry about breakfast as much because I'm constantly moving. And then I work out in the morning. I either will box or I will go and ride my bike. Um, I'll walk my dog. I have a great Dane. Her name is Risen. Um, So I will go and do that. But when you think about intermittent fasting, you have from 10 to 7 that I have where I I actually eat. After that time, I do not eat. So it's allowing the body to uh, 
to rest, repair, and not have anything going through the digestive system during that particular time. Now, when I do intermittent fasting, when I recommend to others to do intermittent fasting, you can do it several different ways. Some people go from 8 to 5. Some people go from 12 to 8. Whichever one is going to help you to be the most consistent, that's the one that you choose to do. Now, as I think about intermittent fasting, that does not mean you can eat whatever you want to eat during that time frame because you are fasting. I've had people say, well, I'm going to eat this hamburger, these French fries. I had these hot Cheetos and a candy bar. Uh, no. You want to be more along the lines of healthy food. You want to eat more salads, more veggies. Um, if you are, uh, I have to be very clear about this, if you're a vegan uh, or vegetarian or pescatarian, you still need to eat healthy food during that time frame. Um, you want to stay out of the box. If you are, what I mean out of the box, like processed foods, if you are someone who goes to the grocery store, you want to stay on the perimeter of the grocery market. You mean, I want you to... Uh, that's where all the real food is. If you're doing meat, if you're doing veggies, it's on the perimeter and making certain that you get water on board. Remember, your body has to have enough hydration to basically flush the system and making sure we're getting rid of toxins. And those of you who are um, thinking about getting rid of toxins, if you're not having a bowel movement at least one to two times a day, actually it should be two to three. And if it's not soft like toothpaste, you're probably all plugged up. So those of you who are plugged up, get unplugged, drink some water. Uh, but intermittent fasting definitely helps. Uh, let's move on to the next one, talking about keto. Keto really gets rid of a lot of the carbs. Uh, low carbohydrate is more high fat. So you're doing more um, uh, meat. You can do more cheese. I mean, they have so many keto recipes out there. So those of you who are trying to do keto, then great. Um, but there are some things that people who don't respond well to keto. I mean, some people, they don't feel good after um, a few weeks. It's not everybody. But remember, just because something's not working for you now doesn't mean there's something out there that will not work for you. It just means the one you chose is just not you're not a fan of. If you're not a fan, a fan of intermittent fasting, great, screw it. I don't like it either. Then move on to the one thing that works for you. I like what works for me. I can do intermittent fasting, but you and I are not the same persons. What I recommend is if you're going to do it, be as clean as possible. Intermittent fasting, if you're going to do keto, then do that. The other one that I'm going to add to this question is something called um, autoimmune paleo. Basically, autoimmune paleo, the biggest difference between autoimmune paleo and keto is there's no dairy. So there's no dairy product. So I have to really define dairy for my clients because my clients are real, a lot of fun. They'll, what about sour cream? Dairy. What about uh, ice cream? Dairy. What about string cheese? Dairy. It's still dairy. We need to really have a, we need to have a show. You know that, you know, and my, I got to give a shout out to Q real quick, my producer, because he's really encouraging me and getting me going and helping me smile here on Dash Radio, Rocket with Dr. Tamika. And when you think about the different things, uh, it's important that you really think what works for you. So no dairy. Um, it doesn't do corn because corn can be inflaming. There's no uh, soy because soy can be inflaming. Uh, there's no bread. Let me say it again. There's no bread. There's no bread. <laughs> I have to keep saying that. Um, when we talk about bread, uh, what about uh, sprouted bread? You know, when you're coming off of bread, come off of bread. There's no pasta. There's no grains. What's a grain? Uh, rice, uh, other things that may be considered in there, uh, people may be aware of, is a lot of times people will come off of things like, you know, we're in California, we have quinoa, Armanath, uh, we have so many different options. Uh, 
But then you may come back with, what about black rice? Well, black rice has been found to be more healthy. So if you have to have a rice, like I tell people every day, especially some of my clients whose ethnic uh, background definitely has um, a high amount of rice, I'll say, okay, before you go cold turkey, let's just go to a small amount. I was in Hawaii, actually I was in Maui a few months ago, and I met this dietitian, and he made my day. He literally designed a meal plan for a patient around Pop-Tarts. This person refused, utterly refused to give up a Pop-Tart, but do everything else. So I applauded him for that because that was a matter of meeting you, meeting that particular patient where she was. You have to meet your doctor, your nutritionist, your health coach, whomever you decide to work with. Whether if you work with um, me or someone else or anyone, people, listen to me and hear me clearly. They should meet you where you are. It's important. Meet you where you are because that's sustainable. If I tell you, if you're eating um, eight tortillas a day and I tell you get rid of tortillas, there's a high likelihood you're not going to get rid of it. If I tell you to go from eight to six, there's a higher likelihood that you'll go to six. Uh, that's important. It's important to meet people where they are and help them to uplift you because when you uplift people and encourage them, they're more likely to succeed. And in society today, we need more uh, positive reinforcement, more like accountability, more of saying, you can do this, you got this, I can, you can do this, you will do this, you are doing this. Um, as I think about the different types, uh, as you move on to more about autoimmune, autoimmune paleo, auto meaning self-immune is basically you're attacking yourself. So we want to eat foods that are less attacking on the body. Uh, things of nature that come to mind too also are, we talked about corn, we talked about soy, we talked about bread. Um, also on these di diets, uh, hear me clearly, uh, if you're doing autoimmune paleo, there probably is no alcohol. Let me say it again, no alcohol. That does not mean for the rest of your life. I tell you, people can, does this mean for the rest of my life I can't have dairy? No. That just means as we're cleaning up your body, getting you where you want to be, and helping you to maintain, then let's reintroduce these items. Um, I hope this is making sense to all of you listening in because it's where we are. I can tell you I've had um, another client come in who was a producer who she was having um, – very thin, she's about 5'10", uh, works out, was having a lot of issues with her gut. We started to work on her gut. We started to clean her diet up. We took, and she loved fat burger, and she loved the chocolate chip cookies from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, for those of you who are not, um, who don't have Trader Joe's around, it's just a small market that has a lot of different things in there that's like a local uh, franchise that's literally everywhere, and they all have horrible parking, but we all go there because we all love it. Um... But she loved Trader Joe's chocolate chip cookies. And when we started to work together, as we started to remove uh, the corn, we started to remove the bread, we started to remove uh, the dairy, all of a sudden her digestive system started to work where she didn't need to take. How many of you have taken um, uh, some kind of laxative tea or some kind of powder or some type of whatever you read online or what your cousin told you or what you read on Facebook or what you read on Instagram? You did it. And it seems like in order for you to eliminate the stuff out of your body, you have to do these other things. I'm saying instead of doing the powders, the teas, the mixes, whatever, to go to the bathroom, I'm saying let's try removing some of these inflaming foods to help you out. Um, so let's move on to the next question. I love this question because it happens to me to this day, and I've been practicing medicine over 15 years. Uh, as a doctor of color, have you ever dealt with a racist colleague? Oh, uh, ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> of course, still do, um, to the point where um, 
I always joke because when I was in medical school, we used to wear a, a short white jacket. So I couldn't wait to put on the long white jacket because that meant I was official. I was a real physician. So I had on my long white jacket and I had been practicing for a while. And another physician looked at me and said, uh, you forgot to take the trash. I said, well, you better get it <laughs> because that is not me. Um, but what I try to do is I still try to approach people with kindness and just say, you know what? I understand. Uh, then he apologized. But it's unfortunate. It does happen. I do have to make certain that I don't um, I teach my children that we live in a society where you have to really understand who you are, and what you represent and not not allow anyone to take that from you. Um, as we think about my life and what's happened to me, I had a patient tell me once, she said, I remember when you guys, when your people couldn't cross the street. What? <laughs> your people. So I said, oh, okay, well, we've come, me and my people <laughs> have come a long way and we can cross the street. We've done a lot. We even made the street lights. So, uh, but I understood the time where this person um, came from. So I took it as, you know, it wasn't meant to, I think in my heart, it wasn't meant to look down upon me. It was just trying to say that we've made progress. And so I just took it and flipped it. But my friends and I still laugh about that to this day. Like, you, you able to cross the street still? <laughs> like, yeah, I can cross the street. Uh, with that being said, this has been an utter blast for me. And I hope it's been a blast for you. Dash Radio is doing big things in healthcare. I mean, we have this show, Rocket with Dr. Tamika. And as I said, you could reach out to me. And I mean, it's important that you do reach back out to me and let me know what you think. Give me some feedback as far as what questions you want to have answered, because you know what? You don't know unless you get the questions answered. So when we know better, we what? We do better. So when we do better, we can live longer, healthier lives. We can get to a place where... We not only, I'm impacting you, but you're impacting the people around you. And when you impact the people around you, you impact the community. And that's what it's about because it's a widespread. I tell people, I tell my family, I tell my friends, I tell my clients, I'm just one little Chiquita. This one little Chiquita can only do so much. But if I help you and you help the people around you and they help the people around them, then it's a widespread. And now we're having an impact. And that's what we need. We need you to have an impact. We need you as rock stars to help people around you to become rock stars. Because believe it or not, all of us are stars. We just have to let our light shine. So let your light shine. Check us out next time here on Dash Radio with Rocket with Dr. Tamika. I'm excited. You should be too. Until then, have an amazing time. And remember, one step forward equals progress.